want to say good afternoon to all those of you tuned in. Welcome to another Kako Tea Show. How are you guys doing this afternoon? Hope you guys are having an awesome, awesome, awesome Sunday. Oh my God, it's Sunday. Is it sunny where you're at? Let me know what the weather is like, where you're locked in. It is so nice and sunny right now. I think it's like 24 degrees outside and it is so beautiful. I really and truly want to be out, like running in the park, like somebody who's lost their mind. But, you know, I'm here with you guys for another exciting show. I'm so happy to be here with you. I hope you are happy to be here with me. And, uh, of course, I have another exciting show planned here for you. Got two guests coming in. Uh, one in just a little bit and the other one later on. And I just want you guys, you know, to... Uh, you know, show some love. Let us know that where you're connected in. Let us know where you're where you're 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 looking at from wherever you are. We'd like to connect with you right here on Kakoti. Oh my God, I am like so excited for today. Um, uh, one of my guests, you know, who's coming up next. She is a, a fertility a, a infertility coach, which is like so interesting. I mean, I. I'd never heard about somebody like her until I met her. And I am so excited to have her come on and share her story with you guys and let you know, you know, all of the different things that, you know, women go for a lot of nonsense, you know, we women, we women, we go in for some real, I want to say shite, but we go through so much. And it's just so amazing how women can go through all these different things, yet still, we always land on our two feet and we always land on top of the stuff. And I just hope that um, my next guest will encourage you guys, um, especially those of you who might be having little issues, you know, and they never know. You know, so we're going to be talking to her in just a little bit, but how I like to start off my show uh, before I actually start off my show. Let me just big up Asha Thomas. I, I played one of his songs yesterday and somebody messaged me like, oh my God, I so love Asha. I love this song. And I was like, yeah, Asha. Let me look for another song of Asha with me to play. Hopefully get Asha on Kakuti um, sometime soon. Asha has an amazing voice. I'm big up to you, Asha Thomas um, out of Dominica. I just uh, want to big up Digicel. Shows available on 38 platforms across the Caribbean. So uh, I want to thank you for, for, for being part of this. Digital, thank you very much to the CEOs um, across the Caribbean, especially Wine Dominica and Fabio out there in St. Lucia. Big up to you guys. I uh, hope you guys are having an awesome Sunday. So my guest, my next guest coming up. I actually officially met her when we had to do the test, like for this show. But she was introduced to me by a, a brand strategist. She's a brand coach, a personal brand coach. Her name is uh, Monique Bryan, and she she she's, she lives in Canada. And she was the one, you know, she saw my my um my flyer because we follow each other on um, on Instagram, and she tagged you know a, a few people that she felt would have been like really great um, additions to the show. And I'm just like. I'm going through them and I'm like, they all do something completely different and so unique. And I was like, well, but I didn't even realize these people existed. Like these, these different types of, 
of professions or these different career paths that women are taking. Women are doing all sorts of things right now. Big up yourself if you're a woman, you know, um, give yourself a pat on the back, you know, because we're really amazing and the, the things that we come up with and the things that we do are not just, you know, to, to benefit from it in terms of making a profit, but also giving back. It's constantly giving back, giving back, giving back. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, even when you're setting up your businesses, you're constantly just giving it away because you're in the process of setting up and you probably, um, you know, people not sure of what you do and how you do it. And you're yourself, you know, you want to go in head all in, but you're still uncertain. So you still like want to give a little freebie here and there and everywhere. And we just give give back constantly so big up to all the women out there in the world who are doing their thing right okay gonna get into the show right about now gonna um welcome my guest who's standing by and waiting to be part of the show so i told you how i met her and i just want to introduce you guys uh formally to sophia who is joining me right now in Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so very much for being here on the show with me. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I love your your uh, vision board in the back. We really talk about that vision board. Thank you. Because I, 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 you know what? A lot of times, in the especially in the Caribbean, we don't really realize, you know, there are certain things that you can do to kind of organize your life and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I love what you've done with your, your vision board in the back. I, I was like, yesterday when we were doing things, I was like, let me see if I can see. <laughs> You're trying to see everything that's on it, right? <laughs> in your business. <laughs> we may talk about it a little bit. Let's see. For sure, for sure. Um, we, have, we have a little while here. We want to get right into the heat of things. Um, one of the things I noticed about you uh, when I when we connected um, is that you have a space teeth, um, like like the gap between your teeth. And my mom had a space teeth, right? Yeah. And she like she always wore like her bright red lipstick and stuff. Mm -hmm. and you're, like, you're like with your space teeth. I was like, okay, cookie Sophia. So it's 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 super super nice to meet you, make your acquaintance, and and I'm happy to have you here on. Kakuti. I always start my show the same way, asking people, who are you? Who is Sophia? Okay, thank you so much for having me. I'm like really excited to be on your program. And um, before we get into all the fertility stuff, I like to introduce myself as just a girl that was born and raised in the country, country parts of Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. I'm a country girl at heart. Um, I was born and raised in St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. I have um, five brothers, one sister. I just love to play like cricket in the streets. So I would say I'm a like a happy country girl. I love um, down to earth um, stuff like eating food, cook on a wood fire outside, bathing outside, pouring water over your head. You know, um, yeah, that's me. Fun, happy, always laughing, always. Um, hanging out with the girls busting a big laugh you mentioned you grew up in jamaica um, yeah. you don't currently live in jamaica but 
uh, what was life like growing up um, as, a, as, a, as a girl with brothers and one sister in, in Jamaica? It was nice. Um, you know how it is when you have brothers, they look out for you. I was the, I'm the, what, six? So I'm almost like the baby, right? So I have four brothers that's older than me. So they always look out for me, you know, beat up the boys or the girls at school when they pick on me. My sister is also older, like 10 years older. So most of the times when I was home, she was at college or, you know, when you grow up in the country, as soon as you graduate from high school, you migrate to- you have to go to the <laughs> You got to the city, the town areas. So pretty much that was it. But growing up in the country, it was, and in Jamaica was just nice, down to earth, enjoying the Jamaican food. My family, my mom and my dad, um, my mom was a school teacher. She did 39 years in the education system. System. My dad, a farmer. So we're always farming stuff and eating from the, the ground. And um, my mom, like strict, I had strict parents, you know, who would mm, give you some good West Indian discipline. <laughs> uh, there were times when I thought it was it was hard, you know, difficult growing up without electricity, no TV to watch, and you'd go to school and hear your friends talk about these movies and you couldn't relate. <laughs> but um, as you get older, you realize that your foundation was so strong and grounded that anything comes now, especially when you're going through this isolation and um, and social distancing and you're not seeing seeing people and it can be a little bit challenging for others. I'm happy about my roots growing up in Jamaica and the foundation and dealing with hurricanes and storms and um, a difficult life. Sometimes it really um, has set our foundation, grounded us. You you know, I do appreciate it now. <laughs> you mentioned COVID-19. How are you dealing with the entire pandemic, you and your family? Uh, it's, 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 it's challenging working from home. I'm doing my, I have a nine to five you know, that I blend with my with my passion for fertility coaching. And so I'm working from home doing my nine to five as well as doing homeschooling. So that's challenging. I have elderly parents that live with me now. So I have to be looking out for the young one as well as the elderly. But we're grateful. We're inside. We're safe. Our family is safe. There's no um, there's no sickness in the household. So we're grateful. But my heart is heavy for other families that doesn't, that are going through death and um, depression and mental health issues, right? So my heart goes out to them, but we're grateful that we're safe. And even though challenging, I look for the blessing. <laughs> That's fantastic. You you are an author. I am. Um, I'm not just a one-time author. Uh, so th there's no one hit wonder in that. You're an actual author. Um, you've had a few books um, and they're available on, on Amazon. Uh, one's called Journey to Faith, um, that's family, faith, family, and fruitfulness. And uh, you've also done um, uh, the heal healing, the little woman inside. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to go out and, and write, write books? Why did you decide to, to become an author? So it all stems from my journey being diagnosed with infertility, which I'm sure we, that's why we're here to talk about it. Um, after going through five years of infertility and having my daughter, Faith, I have a five-year-old, 
I was inspired. I realized that so many other women were on this journey of um, infertility. I never knew about the term. Like you said earlier, you didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until it landed on my lap. I didn't choose it. It chose me. And so having... You know, I think for a lot of a lot of people, they know about it, but yeah. they don't know that there's actual help a term. Or, a oh. term or all of that that goes with it. Like, like it's especially from when you come from the Caribbean, it's something that people don't really talk about. They'll or, or they tell you, um, they call you a male papa tree, mm. a mule, or, a mule. Or you're like, oh, yes, or they're like, okay, um. So she married, she mm -hmm. children, she, she can't make, you know, yeah. like these are the things that you get people saying when you grow up in the Caribbean. What was that like for you when, what did you, did you find out that you couldn't have kids? What exactly was the process even before you actually going on that journey? So, yeah. So when I left Jamaica and migrated to Canada 10 years ago, um, I got married within a year, right? I found my dream husband and I got married and immediately we started trying for a baby because I was already 34 years old. <laughs> and you know what they said, your age is already off the calendar. Your clock is ticking. Your clock is ticking. And I was just like ready to have, I always knew growing up from I was young that I wanted children. So once I got married, um, we started trying for a baby. And I thought it was just, you have sex and <laughs> you're pregnant, you have a baby. But we tried the first month, it never happened. The second month, six months, up to one year, nothing happened. And then I started to question myself, like something must be wrong with me. Something is wrong with my body. Why am I not getting pregnant? Um, it's time to seek help, right? So I started searching the internet and they do say after one year of trying without a successful pregnancy, then it's recommended that you seek fertility treatment or help. Mm -hmm. So I went to my doctor at that time at the one year mark. Well, we actually went six months and the doctor sent us back home. Like six months is normal. You need to go back home and try for one year. If nothing happened at the one year mark, then come back. Okay. So at that time we went back to the doctor and he um like here in Canada you go to a regular doctor they rec send you to a fertility specialist right because something you need help <laughs> to have this baby so you get to the so, so okay they tell you that you're going to a fertility specialist what went through your mind at that moment it was it was it was twofold one i felt hopeful like i need help and i'm going to get help Mm -hmm. I'm going to the right place. On the other hand, I was like, something is definitely wrong with me and my body because once they recommend it to a fertility specialist, something is wrong. So it was twofold. It was a bit of hopefulness and anxiety and fear of what am I going to find out when I get there, right? So you get there and what do they tell you? So I get there and um, sitting in the waiting room, we saw the doctor and I thought the first appointment was going to be a physical ex examination, actually. <laughs> so once I sat in front of the fertility specialist, they just started asking me a whole lot of questions because I didn't have the, 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 the information and the education how to prepare for the first visit. 
like what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. And so I got there expecting the examination and that never happened. It was just a bunch of questions. This is where you open your whole life, including your sexual life for yourself and your partner, my husband. So all these questions, how often do you have sex? What time of month do you have sex? Wow. Um, it was very uncomfortable, let me say that. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. So and not being prepared for that, I can only imagine because you're like, well, you're a stranger for one. Like mm -hmm. let's into it now. Like let me like let me fill you out first before I know um, yeah. exactly or but not just having to share your your sexual history between your you and your husband. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they must have gone into your past, like even before your husband. So my whole past, like how many sexual partners you've had in the past. <laughs> um have you ever had any sexually transmitted diseases? If yeah. yes, what kinds? Um, you know, the regular questions about uh, do, what other illnesses you suffer from. Do you have polycystic ovary, ovary, ovary syndrome? Have you, like, have you had any past diagnosis? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a lot of, it's a real physical. <laughs> wow. From the inside out. Wow. Okay. So they, they ask you all these questions and what happens next? They send you home. They tell you you're going to come so The first appointment was all about the questions. And then they um, prepare you for the next appointment, which is, um, so like I said, all the questions were not just directed to me, but my husband as well. And the next appointment is where they tell you of all the, um, the treatments, all the tests that you have to do. Okay. Right to see if your inside, like your ovaries are functioning as they should. Like my husband had to go through a, your fallopian tube, whether you have a blocked fallopian tube or, um, and it could be like one block tube or both. And like semen analysis, my husband had to do semen analysis um, to check his sperm count. They tell you about your eggs. And I was already 34, like I said before, maybe 35, I think, by the time we got the diagnosis. And they do say the older you get, the more um, challenges you have to get pregnant, 35 mm -hmm. and over. So they had the whole conversation around um, egg, egg health, like things that I could do in preparation for the next appointment to improve my egg health because that was known, right? I was old, older, <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was known that that could be an issue. And so, um, yeah, it was all the, the information about um, the test to mm -hmm. do and the possible treatments. So the next appointment was actually the test. We started with the test. Wow, so they, you come in, you do all these tests, um, you go through the process, what did you learn? Um, so the, the whole testing was for me, it was apart from the pain, because they do go up your fallopian tube to check if it's blocked. Um, that's through, through that, sounds form, that sounds painful. <laughs> through some form of um, ultrasound. It was, it was painful, which they do tell you to take Advil before, but that didn't help in my case. And, um, I did that test. My husband did the semen analysis, a, couple, a lot of blood tests, like vials of blood tests from both me and my husband. And then we had to wait a couple weeks for the results, right? So 
Yeah, the whole testing parts of it was difficult for me. My husband, I think he was um, he was a bit embarrassed with some of the the tests because he had to pretty much collect his perm in a in a container and bring it in front of everybody and give it to them. Like people who were waiting in the wait, people were in the waiting room. You have to pass them. They know exactly why you're there, oh even though God. some of them were there for the same reason. It's very um, it can be it can it's be a little bit. It sounds like huh? it sounds like something even like like I can I know for like being being Caribbean, it's so it sounds like something. Well, if you hear all of that, you're like me. Well, I'll still be not having children. I'm not gonna embarrass myself like that because you think yeah. that somebody else is going to know. You know? Yeah. The mm -hmm. people, the people that don't even care, they're here for the same purpose as you. They're here for the same purpose, but in my, I'm just thinking about us. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this is so embarrassing. Everybody know why I'm here. Look at him. He has to be given in this bottle with his wow. semen in it through a window. <laughs> so what did they what did they tell you after you've gone through or like what did you, what did they say to you? So after we did all of that and we went back for the um the results, uh my 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 fallopian tube was fine, that was confirmed, and based on the result, it was unexplained infertility for me, my husband's semen was fine. And unexplained infertility is after you've done all the tests, everything seems fine. You're not getting pregnant within the year. I can't land my hand on a real issue, right? Wow. Except that your maternal age could be the issue, but I don't know, we don't know. So, so what so, do you guys do after getting this information? So for me, it was, honestly, I think it was, at least we have a result. There's my fallopian tube is not blocked. Mm -hmm. That's positive. Um, I don't have some of these other issues that people are diagnosed with, but I'm still confused. <laughs> like if it's unexplained, nothing is there. Why can't I get pregnant? So it was unclared. And that's when I decided to do a whole lot of research. So tell me what you, what is your research? The, the only positive feeling that I got out of that um, result was my, there's no, to me, it felt like, okay, there's no big problem happening, but mm -hmm. I'm still confused in my mind. And they did say your egg health could be a problem. You're 35, but we don't know. So I landed on Google. <laughs> right because i'm i need answers mm -hmm. i left i need answers actually they gave me time to think about it and then i had another appointment to um to go through what have you decided because they gave me the options at that time that my options were um to keep trying mm -hmm. for a couple more months or years or if you want to start treatment right now you could do ivf iui or IVF. Okay. And IVF is where they fertilize the egg and the sperm outside of your body and pretty much put it back inside, right? Mm -hmm. They gave me medication, which was Clomid tablets to help with my, um, yeah. to help with my, what do you call it now? Ovulation, to make sure I was ovulating every month and then that would possibly increase my chances. So I did that for a couple of months and it never helped either right? The Clomid didn't work for us. 
IUI, we decided not to go IUI because we also talked about ex cost. It was very expensive. Mm -hmm. IUI and um, IVF, and that was not covered by our health insurance. Mm -hmm. So, but they did tell us if you want to try right now and increase your chances, IVF is your only chance. So I left thinking about it. But at the same time, I wanted to be empowered with more information. So I went to Google, started researching about all these things, Clomid, IUI, IVF. But the cost was the biggest. I can imagine. I can imagine. So, so what yeah. did you decide in the end? What did you guys decide to do? In the end, we didn't. We did the Clomid. That didn't work. We didn't go IUI. We were. I was just married. I wanted this baby. I was willing to go IVF, spend all our money, but that was 15,000 minimum without even covering the additional treat, um, shots and stuff that you have to take while you're doing IVF. And so I was willing <laughs> like to do that. But I just got married one year ago. This would have been our life savings, right? And at the moment when I decided to do it, I don't know, I learned about... Um, coaching with all my google search i learned about um, fertility coaching um, i started going to a lot of women empowerment events because at that time i was suffering from a lot of shame a lot of guilt a lot of self-doubt i started to question my body like tell myself a lot of negative things my body is broken <laughs> um, something is wrong with me even though i had that result that said i was fine and so i went down a path of um I would say anxiety, stress, depression, all that, right? I couldn't go to baby showers. Like I couldn't go to church on Mother's Day because they were always talking about mothers and babies. And I just felt so isolated. <laughs> well, I, right? I, a lot of women go through that when they mm -hmm. learn or if they learn. or Sometimes they don't even know from mm -hmm. a professional what's going on with their body. It's just yeah. trying and constantly trying and nothing happens. And they're like, okay. Mm -hmm what's going on and they feel so much shame and they feel so embarrassed mm -hmm. even, even being around people with babies um mm -hmm. baby showers and stuff it can be you know man women oh, do a lot of stuff yeah it was very hard i would see other women and um like question okay why are you pregnant and why am i not you already have kids i said so much negative things about other women wow. i went down a really terrible path and so I didn't say it out to them in my head, right? In my head. And so I went down this path that something just had to give. So I started going, I was on, I think I was on Facebook and I um, learned about Carlin Purcell and a woman empowerment event that she has every year. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anybody. I didn't know her. I just saw it pop up and I'm like, I'm going to this event. I just need to do something because I didn't, I wasn't talking to anybody about it, right? Just me, my husband, one friend, my girlfriend. And um, that's because I just need, she knew when we were going in for treatments and she would be waiting on to hear what's the result. And so I just had to invite somebody else in and that was the only person. So when I saw the event, I said, I'm going to this event. And she did my makeup. My girlfriend did my makeup. My husband dropped me. He's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to this event. And he's like, who do you know? And I said, nobody. So I went to the event and it was like 150 women there. And I sat at a table with um, nine other women. It was 10 of us at that table. They were all strangers, but we all left like as friends, as sisters. 
because we all were sharing our different stories of struggles. And there was like three out of the nine other women had struggled with having kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they shared their story, I just cried, I wept, and I told them about my story. I felt like so empowered to share, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I shared, they gave me resources and we kept in touch. But another powerful event happened, thing happened at that event. And that's why I'm going to bring in my vision board story. <laughs> because um, she asked us, the host asked us to do one activity. And one, it was to create a a board, right? So it was two blank canvas. One was to paint your pain, that thing that's causing you the greatest pain. And the other one was to create your ideal life, right? Mm -hmm. So I went and I created a very meager, (laughs) wishy-washy, if you're in Caribbean, you know what wishy-washy means? (laughs) Painful, somebody was hurting with all my, um, because I did have a couple miscarriages as well, like three miscarriages while we're going through um, that whole fertility journey. So. After we left the clinic, I got pregnant naturally and lost them, lost the pregnancies, right? So I painted all of that on one of the board, this Sophia with all the miscarriages, all the hurt, all the pain. And then on the other board, I painted myself nine months pregnant, a very glowing Sophia, um, nine months pregnant. And I left that event, right? Mm -hmm. And found out that I was pregnant four weeks later. And that's the only healthy pregnancy I was able to carry. Okay, so first of all, you mentioned Carlene Purcell's um, event. Yeah. I've known Carlene since I was probably 20 years old. Yes, I've known Carlene forever. Um, we both, I think she, she moved to Canada around the same time as I was living in Canada. And we became yeah. friends and we were friends for years. And um, we lost touch when I moved to Dominica and stuff. But I've heard about her events. She shared a lot of stuff, you know, about her events um, with with me. And um, it's good to know that that was actually your breakthrough. That's when you Mm -hmm. realized that you had to take charge of your life. So you created Mm -hmm. a vision board and it inspired. It somewhat inspired you, but what other, what what else did it do for you? Because it seems to me that um, changing your perspective on your life, on mm-hmm. how you felt internally, was what really helped you cope with it and or get through, and even mm-hmm. getting pregnant. Yeah. So if I go back, because I think I probably had missed, I missed the step there and went all the way to this vision board, but. Um, yeah, so when we decided not to 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 do the IVF and I struggled with all the shame and guilt and a lot of taboo is around the subject anyway, so I didn't talk to people about it. Then I went down, down this path that I didn't recognize who I was pretty much, you know. Um, and my aha moment came when I was driving to work one day and there was a I listened to WDCX and there was a lady who talked about trying to infertility and trying to get pregnant and she couldn't and she went out and adopted all these kids and after um, she adopted all the kids, she got pregnant naturally. And then something just clicked, like maybe I'm looking to the wrong things and wrong people. And I was born and raised in Jamaica with strong Christian family. My mom, my dad, um, my mom, is considered like a deacon, right? I was baptized when I was 11. I know my faith. I go to church every Sunday, but I've never really tapped into it, right? Mm-hmm. 
you just go, you come, you worship. But my belief system was off track. Mm -hmm. And so I just listened and I'm like, maybe I need to go back to my roots. I need to go back to my faith and just believe that I'm wonderfully and perfectly created and start telling myself those things instead of all the negative words that I was using to myself that I'm broken and my body is broken. And so I just went back to my faith and um, I used to be on the worship team at church and I never shared it with them. Like I go to church every Sunday, I sit there in my pity, praise, sing, go home, never ask anyone to pray for me, nothing. And then I'm like, I'm going back to my faith and I'm going to share it with people in church. Like if I share it at this event where I didn't know anybody, I know these people in church, I worship with them. Why can't I ask for prayer? And then the moment I did that, something just lifted. Like I went to my worship leader and she, I told her like, I'm struggling. Like she was diagnosed with cancer and she would come and she would share and she would worship and she would go home and she would just look so happy. And I'm like, she's struggling with cancer. And she shared it. Like I can share my struggle with infertility too. Mm -hmm. So I did. And she was like, let me pray for you. But in my mind, I already created a story that these people were going to judge me. They were going to call me a mule. <laughs> they were going to call me all different words, you know? So the moment I did that, like people were praying for me in the church. And that's why we all go to church. They say healthy people don't go to church. Sick people go. Like healthy people don't go to the hospital. Sick, sick people go. Kind of yeah. similar. Like you go to church with an empty cup, you should leave full. So the moment I started, you know, like sharing um, in church, people praying for me, I'm like, thank you, Lord. So it was a, um, like different things. I talked about that vision board. I talked about my faith, but ideally, I think it was just my faith and started um, journaling finding scriptures in the Bible that talk about people who went through um, barrenness and infertility and just let those words sink in. So I'd read the story about Abraham and Sarah. And I'm like, if they had a baby at 90 plus, I'm only 35. <laughs> Why can't I have a baby too? Right? Mm -hmm. So it's just reminding yourself of those scriptures and uh, meditating on them, chewing on them and believing that faith, faith plus action works, you know? And so, no. yeah. Now you have explained to us your vision board and why you you're so always so excited about your vision board. I and mean, what is a vision board? Because some people might not know what is a vision board. So vision board, like you see, it's a collage of pictures that you you know you know, but it's it's a collage of pictures that evoke a certain feeling and emotion in you when you look at those pictures, you know. So it's things that you're intentionally attracting in your life. So you go through magazines and you clip those and you put them on a poster board and you put it somewhere where you can see it every day to remind yourself of the things, the person you're becoming, the things you want to do, the things you want to have in your life. You know, it's like an accountability partner. So, mm -hmm. you, and they say people remember things visually. Yes, that's true. You know, so it's just that visual representation of the things you're attracting into your life. And so I'm excited about it because like I said, it was my number one mindset tool. In addition to my faith, this was a tool, the actual tool that I use, I think, to attract my daughter because I had pictures of her all over it. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. She even came. 
so you you get pregnant you have a baby and you decide you're not gonna just just be happy with having your your baby you want to be able to share with other people why was it so important for you to to reach out or to even become a fertility coach so um i learned about fertility coaching pretty much through google just um researching doing my own research it's somebody i wish i had when i was going through my journey to mm -hmm. have the difficult conversations with that i couldn't have with anybody else instead of you know pretty much doing life alone with me and my husband who didn't understand right a fertility coach will really really guide you on your journey and usually it's somebody who has been through something that you're going through like in my case i went through a diagnosis with infertility and i know on my journey i met other people who are going through the same thing and are suffering you know from shame they're being silenced and i want to help them i wish i had a coach when i was going through just to lean on you know to help me create that that plan and hold me accountable to it so what does what does that entail um being a, a fertility coach like what what do you do for besides sharing with people or, or helping them go through it how does somebody connect with a fertility coach so um usually it's somebody it could be through the internet too where you're searching and you like i did i found a fertility coach through the internet but first of all listening is a key part of coaching it's just like a life coach it's just that my niche is fertility a key part is listening you want somebody who is going to listen to you right and to um is to help you change that narrative of things that you're telling yourself so you listen to the person and you just point out the things that they're saying to them you're helping them along the way because they already know what they're saying to themselves they know the help they want um you're not doing it for them but you're helping them you're guiding them to kind of listen to themselves and change the narrative and take certain actions because there are people struggling but to even take the first step to seek help to go to a doctor to get that um that action plan going some people don't do it i have friends who said to me I don't even know if I can have kids. It's not that I'm actively trying. I know I want kids one day, but I'm having, you know, that word, hallelujah, I'm doing the hallelujah and nothing is happening. So now that you talk about fertility coaching, I wonder if I can have kids and they just sit and wonder, but don't do it's anything. So true. It is you know you want kids. So is that person who will, you know, hold you accountable and help you to take that action, like show you why you need to, you know yeah. what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, so if somebody needs your help in terms of going through, how do how does somebody get a hold of you, uh, Sophia? So I'm on social media. I am on Facebook as Sophia Campbell Inspires. I am on Instagram as Sophia Campbell Inspires, and my website is www.sophiacampbellinspires, which is work in progress. <laughs> I am changing. I'm updating it because so much is happening. Yeah, I'm doing so, this with my site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Monique would be mad if she heard me say that. <laughs> like, don't put it out there if it's not up. But yeah, they can reach me on um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have my books on Amazon. You can look for them. Journey to Faith, which is a 52 weeks fertility um, journal. 
which is one of the other tools that I use as well when I was going through infertility. And that's something I use in my coaching business. I, ex I um, encourage people to journal every day, just to write their feelings down, get it out of their head, get it out of their heart on paper, read it through. And then, you know, if it's, if you read it and you're like, mm, that doesn't sound good about me at all, then you need to change that narrative. You know what I mean? Do you feel like a, a large part of you um, being able to 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 have a, a baby had to do with the energies you were attracting in terms of the positivity and the negativity? Because you were being you, uh, one of the things that you said you were being very negative with yourself, and from the time you were able to see yourself in a different light and start being positive, you suddenly got pregnant. Do you think a lot it of does. it does? Because honestly, um, the mind and the body. And the womb where everything, where creation starts is all connected. Mm -hmm. By the word womb, we know that's where life starts. And so it's connected to our brains. So anything you tell your mind, it filters down. The energies travel towards your body, right? So, so your you womb, it's all connected. So you get your, your, your baby. Uh, how did you feel then? Like when you, when you, when everything like was everything was complete when everything was complete and that was when the baby actually was born at the hospital because remember i told you i struggled with miscarriages too so i really didn't celebrate my pre being pregnant i was on edge all the time wow i was nervous all the time like i wonder wonder if this one is going to come to fruition wonder if i'm going to wake up with a miscarriage tomorrow and so that's one of the things that I didn't celebrate. I even get emotional talking about it now because um, you're so wrapped up in the past that you can't even get to enjoy this life, you know, growing inside of you. Not but the very day. Fair. You're, you fair. You're going to, like, it's going to be you doing something that would cause you to lose the baby. Yeah. It's a fair, and even though my faith was growing, that fear was right beside it, <laughs> right beside it. And so the day she was born, it was just, um, mm, I was overwhelmed. I was beside myself. I was excited. I was like, maybe finally, just finally, breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was, I had a really good pregnancy, except for the part that I was fearful, you know? What is the but, message? Um, what what sort of message you want to give to women who may be experiencing um, infertility, who may be um, uncertain as to if they can even produce, um, or somebody who's probably aware that they they have issues and mm -hmm. and that they may not ever get to have a baby. What sort of um, message would you like to to leave with them? Okay. Before I say that, I didn't mention that my daughter's name is actually Faith, <laughs> right? So I named her Faith because I want to remember the journey that took me to her. Mm -hmm. And so um, the encouragement I give women out there is um, trust the process, believe in yourself and your dreams, never give up, but take action. Most of all, you have to take action because if you just sit back and say, I'm going through this and I don't know, you'll never know. Take an action, go to the um, your your doctor, have a discussion with your doctor, have a discussion with somebody, a therapist mm -hmm. about um, your thoughts because you don't have to have a big, big issue like 
a diagnosis to, like your your guest said yesterday to go to a therapist but it's thoughts that's in your mind that you need to talk to somebody about so take action and um and change the narrative that you're telling yourself because sometimes you are the biggest contributor to you holding you back by, by the things you're telling yourself that I will never be a mom. I will never be um, be able to carry a baby. Change that narrative and say, I'm excited to be a mom. I can't I'm wait. I'm excited to, to meet my baby. You know, my, I'm, I'm wonderfully and perfectly made. I know the plans God has for me. They're good, not plans to harm me. You know, just change that narrative and, and um, you'll be surprised how the mind is connected to the things you say about yourself and um, and just manifesting the things that you're attracting in your life. What's next for you, Sophia? Um, I'm just here excited to help other women, you know, who are on their journey and, um, and are having a, a challenge, are struggling. Um, I'm excited when a woman opens when a woman opens up to me and say, you know, I'm really struggling today and I need help. It's like a light bulb just goes off and I'm like listening, listening, just listening to them and encouraging them. And they're like, thank you. So I look forward to that every day just to helping women help women. Women Sophia, it's been a pleasure having you here on the show with me here in Kakuti. Um, I, I felt you're the informational. I felt like what you do is so important because so, people are so like silent about um, infertility, mm -hmm. you know, or, or being able to, to have have kids. You they, you keep it within the home and sometimes it eats at you. It, it's at yeah. your relationship. Mm -hmm. it's at your, not just your relationship with your partner, but it's at your relationship with other people because mm -hmm. you feel you feel isolated. You feel like, oh, I can't connect with them because all my friends are having kids and I don't have any, you know, and you feel all sorts mm -hmm. of emotions. Um, yeah. It was so important that you could come and mm -hmm. share with us and, and let us, and let, let women out there know that, hey, it can yeah. happen to anyone and because it's happening to you doesn't mean that you are doing it you can do it alone or you should yeah. alone mm -hmm. you, you you should it's good to know that there's a support system out there like yourself you know can mm -hmm. help take women through on your journey and hopefully through to actually having a baby having that baby yeah Congrats thank you on your little faith i know she's she's five now right it's five yes right so you're so you're homeschooling and and enjoying that <laughs> yes i'm homeschooling it's not easy but luckily hubby is home too so he helps a lot with the homeschooling but you know what we are we're doing the best we can like there are other women out there who are struggling with infertility and their treatment is canceled right now during covid so the wait continues for them and they're feeling hopeless they're feeling so much fear and anxiety and depression and um, today's actually bereaved Mother's Mother's Day or something like that. And Mother's Day is coming up in May too. So I know um, there's a lot of anxieties and stress around it. And I just want to encourage those women to, you know, um, focus on what's going well right now in your life. Take time to really practice some self-care. See yourself, see your partner, go out and have a nice walk. Um, journal as well, you know? Um, holding space for them, for those women. But yeah, focus on what's going really, really well right now. 
Yes. Um, okay. We have someone. Um, so, someone saying my, my sister actually was on. She said, "Very informative, Sophia. I'm going to work on my vision board to emancipate myself." <laughs> Thank you. It was a pleasure having you. Tell her to reach me if she need any help. I will. I will. I will tell her to to connect with you. Um, if she if she requires any sort of assistance in, in creating her vision her vision board, I've always wondered about those vision boards. Like I've heard so many people talk about it, but I I'm not that kind of person to put it. Like I know in my head sometimes, and I don't know. I just I guess I deal with it differently. Maybe I'll consider it. Who knows? We're gonna do one together. Okay. I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Thanks yeah. again for being on here with me. I wish you all the best uh, with your, with, I mean, with what you're doing. I think it's amazing what you're doing, helping women, um, you know, go through one of the, one of the most embarrassing and difficult times in, in mm -hmm. our lives. And I really, really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story because um, some, a lot of women are scared to even talk about it. You know, you don't, yeah. don't even want people to know, you know, and, and I really truly appreciate you being on here with me on Cafe Tea. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All the best. Bye-bye.